growing up, Gretchen Mornan never predicted she'd become a lotus farmer of all things, but that's exactly what she ended up doing. She and her husband spend their days together wading through mud, growing and harvesting lotus flowers and water lilies at their business Lotus Lily Reed in Patamahoi in Auckland. And Gretchen got in touch with us last week because she overheard us talking about something uh, that she had some views on. She joins us now. Hi, Gretchen. Tonight, great to see. Nice to chat. Oh, good to chat to you as well. What's lotus exactly? Oh, well, it's a plant. The genus of it is um, Nalumbo nucifera. It's uh, a plant that is primarily from China in the Asian regions, and it is an amazing, majestical plant that's steeped in lots of spiritual significance. Um, Buddha's actually often seen seated atop of a lotus and they rise from the mud without any stains Um, so they're sort of viewed as a symbol of purity and enlightenment they come in lots of sizes different colors you can eat them Um, yeah I'm pretty much in love with them yeah what who do you grow them for do you sell them we do my partner and I have resurrected the family business his parents were the founders of Wright's Water Gardens, and they sold their gardens but kept the collection. So we we grow them, we grow the plants, we pick the flowers, we supply to retailers, and also sell the flowers through the flower auctions. Is that what the what you mainly sell them for for decorative flowers? Well, we probably sell more of the plants actually that people grow in their ponds or in containers at home. Yeah, but yeah, the flowers are pretty impressive. You know, really fragrant and bright and colourful. So we, we sell the tropical water lilies, hardy water lilies, the lotus, and we also stock um, quite a few varieties of cypress papyrus, which is an ancient Egyptian, um, a plant that the ancient Egyptian scrolls were made out of, and they were quite fashionable in the 70s, and there's a bit of resurgence with them at the moment too. So we also have marginal plants and aquatic plants, and yeah, quite a range. Yeah, you basically married into this business, Gretchen. Yeah, pretty much, although my family background has always been, you know, green thumbs and fingers. Oh, and really? I'm, I've always been addicted to, you know, growing, having a garden and get quite obsessed about certain plants and I've really fallen in love with the lotus and water lilies for sure. Yeah. You got yeah. in touch with us because you've actually got a bit of a pest problem. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, sorry to say, I haven't seen any drunken Pukeko staggering around our ponds as of yet. <laughs> okay, start from um, the start. So you texted yeah. me uh, a little, because um, uh, we had, I think it was when Linda was on, talking about dealing with pests in the garden, slugs and snails. But what is your pest yes. problem? Well, the Pukekos, primarily. They seem to get great joy out of digging up our lotus uh, rhizomes and you know, eating them because they are edible. So they'll pick them out of the pots in the ponds and get in there and cause all sorts of trouble and mess. So I'm opposed to shooting them and trying some old-timer methods, which uh, includes uh, soaking uh, raisins in red wine and leaving piles of them around the plants and ponds, hoping that they'll get drunk and then associate the area with being sick and not returned. But <laughs> it hasn't happened yet. I don't know. Like maybe the rats are getting drunk and <laughs> are the raisins disappearing? Yeah, they are. 
Are they? Some of them. So someone's eating them. Yeah, yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. Where did you hear about this theory? Um, from a client who purchased quite a number of water lilies and lotus and papyrus off us. Yeah, she passed it on because um, you know she's wanting to keep them away from her plants and her pond too. Yeah, I'll keep trying though. Yeah, let us know how you go. And yeah. where are lotus mostly grown outside of New Zealand? Mostly through Asia, but you know I've seen them in Rarotonga and pretty much as long as you've got a sheltered spot and minimum of six hours sunlight, you know, they will flower. They just, they're sun loving and they like to be a little bit out of the wind. Of course, they're water loving, so we don't have any problems with rain. Um, They love the water. Um, Yeah, I've even had lotus flowering in Christchurch. And, you know, in China, they will just be dormant over winter and hide under the mud and then come back out in spring. So, as long as they get the warmth and the sunlight at some point of the year when they need to flower, you know, anyone can pretty much grow them. Is the muddiness important? Yeah, yeah. They, they spread their rhizomes around the mud and then poke up through it. They should get all their nutrients from the mud and it needs to be that sort of soft medium Gosh. that they love. Yeah. Is it a messy business, harvesting them and, and tending yeah, to them? Yeah, it is. Yeah, my partner warned me, he said, your nails will never be the same. (laughs) (laughs) And I do wear, you know, gloves and I often put on my waders in the water. Gosh. Um, But I don't mind, you know, getting a bit dirty and being out in all weather and being in the ponds. It's pretty beautiful. What is the process for harvesting the flowers? Um, Put on the waders and, you know... um, out in the ponds, you know, with big containers that are floating and filling them up, um, making sure that you select the right flowers. Uh, tropical water lilies, they'll open and close for a couple of days and then stay open, and you want to just pick them in their prime when they're smelling good and looking good and really vibrant colours. So you've got to be quite selective about the timing around it. But um, if you pick them nice and early just before they're peaking, it's, you know, it's quite magnificent. Like there's, You've got to see them to believe them. Yeah. Something pretty special about them. Does, does your farm look impressive? Like, do you look out and see just sort of hundreds of thousands of flowers? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Would you consider opening it up to the public to go and just enjoy it? Well, um, they've just closed down the water gardens adjacent to where we grow, which is a bit of a shame. But, yeah, we have people come through occasionally. We've got um, one of our retailers wanting to come and have a look. And, you know, I like taking photos and putting it on Instagram and sharing it, sharing all the beauty around. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's not so much a public thing at the moment, but, you know, there are plans to try and grow the business and maybe look at doing that again. You yeah, harvest the, they're, they're too special not to be sheared. Yeah, you harvest the water lilies, but presumably you leave the lily pads, do you? That's right, yep. yeah. And then you yeah, and carefully people... place them, sorry to ask about the detail here, but I'm just trying to work out how you get them safely off to whoever wants them. Well, we're often dividing up the the tubers and um, the rhizomes and then potting them on and then waiting till they establish as plants and then selling them as a plant. Got it. But people can also buy the the cuttings if you like off us. Um, they're not established at that point, but there's you know you can buy the flowers, you can buy mature plants, you can buy cuttings that you grow grow on yourself. Um, yeah, so there's different different stages of our 
supply. You Just know? get those pukikos sorted and you'll be all right, eh? <laughs> I think so. Okay. Yeah. Nice to talk to you, Gretchen. Thanks so much. Can I give a shout-out quickly? Yeah. Yeah. Thanks to Stone and Water World and King's Plant Barn and Babylon Store in St. Helier's. Odings in Christchurch and also, if you need to find us, Lotus Lily Reed, you can Google it or you'll find us on Instagram. Gosh. Okay. Thank you. Nice to talk to you. Kia ora, Jessie.